Hi, my name is Bill and I'm an adult child. Uh, thank you very much for giving the opportunity to share tonight uh, my experience, strength, and hope. Um, I'm going to read uh, some things out of the, um, the Laundry List workbook. That's where I'm at right now uh, as far as my recovery. I'm working with that. Um, right now, I'm going to talk about three of the uh, traits that were dominant uh, for me to work on when I first came in here. Uh, trait two, uh, the laundry list. We became approval seekers and lost our identity in the process. The other laundry list, to avoid becoming enmeshed and entangled with other people and losing ourselves in the process, we became rigidly self-sufficient. We disdained the approval of others. Okay. Uh, the flip side of the laundry list is we do not depend on others to tell us who we are. And the flip side of the other side of the laundry list is we realize that the sanctuary we had built to protect the frightened and injured child within has become a prison and would become willing to risk moving out of isolation. The other trait I was going to talk about also is trait six. Okay. Trait six, uh, the laundry list is we have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility and it's easier for us to be concerned with others rather than ourselves. This enables us not to look too closely at our own faith, or sorry, own faults. Uh, the other laundry list uh, is we are irresponsible and self-centered. Our inflated sense, sense of self-worth and self-importance prevents us from seeing our deficiencies and shortcomings. The flip side of the laundry list is we do not use enabling as a, fair, uh, as a way to avoid looking at our own shortcomings. And the flip side of the other side of the laundry list is through our in-depth inventory, we discover our true identity as capable, worthwhile people. By asking to have our shortcomings removed, we are freed from the burden of inferiority and grandiosity. And finally, the last trait I'll be talking about is trait 10. The laundry list uh, we have stuffed our feelings from our traumatic childhoods and have lost the ability to feel or express our feelings because it hurts so much. Denial. The other laundry list, we deny that we've been hurt and are suppressing our emotions by dramatic expression of pseudo feelings. The flip side of the laundry list, we come out of denial about our traumatic childhoods to regain the ability to feel and express our emotions. And the flip side of the other side of the laundry list is we accept we were traumatized, traumatized in childhood and lost the ability to feel. Using the 12 steps as a program of recovery, we regain the ability to feel and remember to be, and become whole human beings who are happy, joyous, and free. Um, okay. Um, I, when I came in here into ACA, it was because I had been in recovery for about 23 years. And I was still having issues. Um, it, it wasn't like an onion was being peeled. It was like a, what's it, was it a, Gregor, a Gregorian knot, knot, okay, that I couldn't undo. No matter how much I tried to untangle it, it still was knotted up. And I realized that I needed more to work with instead of recovery that was basically in uh, Al-Anon and in and AA. And my sponsor recommended that I go to ACA because he mentioned that I had to, I was dealing with trauma from my childhood and I told him, um, I was aware of the trauma, but I didn't think it was affecting me as an adult. He just looked at me 
And he, you know, it was pretty clear once I was looking at the, my step work that the same things kept happening over and over and over again. And even though I was aware of it, I couldn't stop it. They were behavior things. They, were, they weren't anything to do with my drinking or my drug use or anything else. It was behavior. I kept repeating the same behaviors and I couldn't understand why. And once I started doing the work in uh, ACA, it started becoming very clear why. And these three traits were the ones that really pointed out what I, I needed to address to, to find some freedom. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Scarlett, uh, you want to give me a five and a five? Okay, thank you. Okay. So, um, to avoid becoming enmeshed, uh, we disdain the approval of others. Um, I had a lot of abandonment issues uh, as a child. You know, I'm not going to go into all the details, but just to say, I was basically on my own, okay? I mean, completely on my own and abandoned at different points in time. 10 minutes left. 10? Okay, thank you. Literally dropped off at other people's houses for sometimes weeks, months, or years at a time. And these people, as far as I was concerned, even though they were family, they were total strangers, okay? So I couldn't, I, did, I wasn't seeking how can I put this? I did. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know how to react. So I kept to myself, and I didn't seek. Uh, I didn't want. I didn't need them to tell me who I was and what to do and how to do it. I just basically kept to myself. I realized the only person that I could rely on was myself because I never knew who was going to be the person taking care of me. It was always a different person. So I had to look within myself to find uh, strength to deal with uh, the, what was going on in my life. You know, it was survival. It was, I had to figure out a way to survive in different situations that I was put in, despite the fact that I didn't know these people and I was a child, I was a child. And um, I realized later on that in becoming fully a person who was um, dependent on no one else but myself, I also realized that also didn't allow people in to know who I was. It kept people out emotionally. It kept people out mentally, physically. It just kept people away from me. And I realized what I had done was in protecting myself against the trauma and, and pain of my, my, my childhood, I also had put up walls that imprisoned me. And as an adult, those walls were now keeping people who I wanted in my life out of my life because I didn't know how to bring people in my life without being afraid of them getting hurt because I was always hurt. Whenever I, I was with someone and I trusted them, you know, an adult or anyone else who was an authority figure, they always let me down. They always hurt me. And it was by neglecting me and by abandoning me that I felt that pain and hurt. So because of that, I never went people in. I put that wall up and I created my own prison. And I realized when I came in these rooms, I had to break that prison down. You know, and it was a process, trusting people and letting them in, letting them get to know me. Um, one of the ways I got around, one of the ways I allowed people to, to interact with me was I took responsibility. Okay. I took control. Okay. To this day, I still have a problem with control, but the way I, I protected myself <laughs> is if I'm in a situation and it's not of my control, no, no, put it this way. I got hurt when I wasn't in control. If I couldn't control the situation that allowed the situation to be, I allowed myself to be vulnerable. So to not be vulnerable, I wanted to be in control because if I'm in control, then I know what's going to happen. 
I can prevent bad things from happening in my mind, I thought I could. And I can only allow good things coming in. And that didn't work. Because eventually what would happen is I'd become overwhelmed by being controlled. You know, everyone expects it. I found this out a couple of different times when I was in control and I didn't want to be in control. But what would happen is people would come to me and expect me to be the leader. And it got to the point where I used to wear a shirt. I used to wear a shirt. I had a shirt that said, people are a lot of work. And the reason why people were a lot of work was because I created the situation where they relied on me to be the leader and be in control. And it was a push-pull because I didn't have the energy all the time to do that. Um, and one of the things that also did was being responsible for everything and being in control of everything, it allowed me to look out, outward, always outward. I never looked inward. I never looked at my own shortcomings, my own faults, or anything that was going on in my life. And what it actually did was in controlling other people and trying to be responsible for other people and everything else, uh, it was kind of clear that I have problems that I wasn't addressing that these people could see. And it became, they became resentful toward me. It was like, who are you to tell me what to do? Look at yourself, Bill. Look at the issues that you have. You're not looking at yourself. You're looking at everyone else and you're telling them what they need to do or how to do it. And, and you're a mess. <laughs> and, you know, and I didn't understand it. I didn't see it because I was always looking outward. And finally, you know, um, because of all the trauma in my childhood, I wouldn't allow myself to feel. Okay? I never allowed people in. I never allowed people to know me. I, I was... I didn't want people to know me because I, I didn't know myself. I was chameleon. I was always people pleasing, whatever you need me to do, I'll do that so you don't leave me, you don't abandon me, okay? So in doing that, I wasn't being myself and in not being myself, I wasn't being true to myself, thank you. And because I wasn't being true to myself, I didn't, I didn't like looking in the mirror. I didn't like what I saw. I didn't realize that until after I came into the rooms that I, I rarely looked in the mirror because that guy looking back at me was a lie. And I didn't want to see that lie. And the best way to see the lie was not by not looking in the mirror because, you know, I was in denial that my child had been hurt in my childhood. I was going to therapy once and my therapist said to me, let's talk about your mother. And my response to that was, we're not talking about my mother. My mother was saying, we're not going to talk about her. She's off limits. We're never going to talk about my mother. But the truth was, I was growing up in a very violent family. My, my, my stepfather was a drunk who used to beat my mother. And my mother's energy was so involved in dealing with him, she had no time for me. So even though I had a roof over my head and I had basically clothes on my back and food on the table, I had nothing else. And even then, the roof over my head wasn't always over my head. The food on the table wasn't always there, okay? And, you know, it was, I was constantly moving around, constantly, there was no security. Everything was up in the air. And I was in complete denial about that. And when I came in these rooms and I started talking about my childhood, I mean, really talking about my childhood, one day I realized I had a horrible life. That kid went through hell. And I, when I finally accepted it and admitted it to myself, I started crying. I honestly started crying for the first time. 
I realized, I actually wept for that child that was still inside me. And that child inside me was still present. Whenever I was in a situation, I would feel that child in me. And the way I would feel that child in me was just, just reacting is there's, there's a term, it's called the issues or in the tissues. And whenever I was being um, triggered, my back would tense up. And that's how I started to learn whenever I was being triggered by a situation that reminded me of my childhood. And when I finally started to realize these things, when I finally started to accept that my childhood was not perfect, that I, that I acknowledged it, and that it opened up the process for me to be becoming a whole person again. And through all the work that I've been doing, what I've done now is I don't, I don't feel that child that the, in my, myself anymore. The, 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 I don't hear the critical voice anymore. All those things that I had to deal with before I came into ACA have, they haven't gone away, but they've quieted down quite a bit. And I don't really hear the, 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 my child anymore, okay? What I hear is that the, I, the, the child inside me now has become an adult child, okay? And I am now that adult child, okay? And what I've learned, okay, from this is um, I now have the ability to be the person who I wanted to be all along, but couldn't be because I was afraid to be that person. And I'm still learning who that person is. Right now in my recovery, I'm trying to find out who I really am, the authentic self, not the, the, the totality of the traits, but the traits removed, who am I? What do I want? What do, what do I enjoy? Not the things that other people want to see me do. What do I want to do? Who do I want to be now? Now that I'm free or, or freer than I've been before, because that's what this is all about, the promises. And what I've been doing was I first came in the laundry list. One minute. Right? Thank you. I was checking off a lot of boxes on the laundry list. Now I'm checking off a lot of boxes on the promises. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. <laughs> Check off things on the promises. Um, you know, it's freeing, it's slow, it's, a lot, it's, it's, it's difficult, but it's very rewarding doing this work. And the traits really showed me the flip side. You know, I used to be told, my sponsor used to tell me, Bill, uh, when you're doing your 10th step, do two things. I want you to look at the behavior that you did. And I want you to look at the opposite behavior. That's what I see in the workbook. The behavior I'm doing that I don't want to do anymore and the opposite behavior that I want to now embrace. And that's where I'm at right now in the laundry, the laundry list workbook because it's showing me what I want to become. It's time. Thank you. And who I want to be. Um, I, 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 I want to be authentic. I, I, I want to tell you about the process itself, but I, I, I feel that this is everyone's sing Everyone has their own journey. This is my journey and it's probably different than yours, but I hope we all have a, a journey that is rewarding and frees us and allows us to heal from the trauma from our childhood. Uh, once again, my name is Bill and uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. And uh, I would like to hear from all of you. Thank you.